Hello and welcome to Mind and Money Show, where we talk all things mindset, money management and our entrepreneurial journey. Along the way, we're going to throw in some amazing guests for good measure. I'm Shane Highland. I'm Gareth Shears. This show is going to change your life and teach you skills that school never taught you. Boom. And England are going to win that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, England are going to win it. Uh, Captain Harry Kane, who qualified as Ireland, as did Declan Rice and Jack Grealish, are three players, um, has a 100% success rate in shots on target in the World Cup. Only time ever. He has seven shots in all of the World Cups he's taken part in, and he scored seven goals. 100% success rate. I, I probably have to start today by um, apologising. That's most days, isn't it? To everyone uh, watching. Um, as you saw, um, if you watched the YouTube channel last week, I made a prediction um, and uh, said England would win the World Cup. And I suppose working in the world of finance, we should never recommend, make any recommendations, give advice. And probably that's uh, bordering on speculation. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I got it. I got it wrong, but there is a reason why Harry Kane missed the second penalty. No, no, no. You got it all wrong. It went in there. Yeah. <sighs> Let me show you. Just put it over by a mile. Yeah. That's how I won a World Cup, though, with England. Okay. Much better. That's the one, sure. Yeah, it's good. See? He was taught well. That kick. I could have speculated England would have lost. Has been longer and further than Paul Thorburn's. Um, 70 yards, eight and a quarter inch kick in 1986. Is that how long it was? What, the time scale or the, 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 the length of the, the kick? Kick? Yeah. Well, that was a hell of a kick, wasn't it? Did they have sand back then? Or were they... uh, there was no kicking tees. No, they, they wouldn't have used sand back then. They would have they would have just dug the ground up, I think. Jeez. Because sand, I think sand came in. Neil Jenkins used to use sand a lot. And then it went to the, the kicking tees they use now. No. No, I don't, no, they used to just dig. They used to dig the ground up, didn't they, and kind of make a bit of a pile out of the earth. But we all know now why he missed it because dear old Johnny Wilkinson, as um, as you can see in the video, got it kind of wrong. Johnny Wilkinson, legend of the game. Talking of um, well, let's come on to speculation a bit, but and or rugby, and, yeah, but let's go because yeah, bring it out. World rugby has taken a bit of a well, Welsh and English rugby have. Ireland's do right though. Old Farrell, he's done all right in fairness. We're, we're where we should be, a bit like a bit like a fairy on a Christmas tree, up at the top, number one. You number one in the world. Number one in the world. Wow. The best rugby team on this planet. Wow. Now, yeah, Farrell's done pretty well. There. I thought you should never go back to an old girlfriend. Why have you brought <laughs> Mister Gatland back? Well, I think I think that's a it's a pretty easy one, isn't it? Because we're ten months out from a World Cup. Yeah. And if you bring somebody brand new in, they're going to have to learn the game, learn the players, 
learn the systems, understand the Welsh culture of the goldfish bowl that we sit in. Well, Captain doesn't need to do that, does he? He can just come in. I, and I said this, there's a reason why he was over here commentating with Amazon for the uh, rugby. He wasn't all the way over from New Zealand just for the fun of it. I'm sure Welsh rugby union would be able to talk to them. Because I think there's a bigger... Captain's taken over, I think, because they had no choice but to get rid of Wayne, Wayne Pivak because the results just weren't there. You know, we lost to Italy and Georgia at home, which is a bit of a... So the regions have no money. The Welsh WR, you are saying, no we have no money to give you. And within a matter of days, they, they agree they compensation package to get rid of one coach early, uh, and free from his contract, bring in another coach, and they haven't even sorted the backroom staff out yet. No, I don't want that. But I, I do think they're probably getting rid of most of the backroom staff. But do you know how they make the money? Last Sunday, we saw Santa in the home players' dressing room. Um, yeah. And at a 32, 30 quid, 32 pounds to see Santa. Each? Uh, no, for the three of us. It wasn't, um, it wasn't the cheapest of things. That's pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap. I, I went up on a, a railway train up to the mountain and cost the best part of 70 quid to see Santa in the freezing cold. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think with the Warren Catlin thing, I, they, they, there's a reason they've done it because it is easy. He can come in and he will be able to make some quick changes to things, but there's a bigger picture. Warren Catlin will become director of rugby in Wales. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Do, do you He's think... become director of rugby and it, then they'll bring another coach. It was reactive because... Um, no, no, they've been planning this. Eddie Jones was going to be going. Did you think they were fearful that England would um, would ask Warren? Well, supposedly they had, didn't they? But I, I don't think he would have gone. Well, I guess unless they put the right amount of money up. But um, he said, like you say, he'd never be allowed back into Wales, would he, if he ever did it? No, I think, like, it, it's an interesting one. It's a hell of a time to uh, get rid of your head coaches, though, 10 months out from the World Cup, especially England. But I get it. They were they had no real direction in what they were doing today. And uh, you've got Eddie Jones, a good coach. If you look at his statistics, he's got some good stats for England. He's he's the most successful England coach ever. And I'm sure his statistics for World Cup kind of placement is really high as well. With Japan and all them, and he's gone back to potentially it's Australia. Australia but he won't mind though. Eddie won't care. He's got thick skin. He'll move on to another role. He would rather pay him out. Same with Wayne Pivak. He'll, uh, he'll pay him out. He'll probably take a bit of a sabbatical now, and he'll pick up a role somewhere. Isn't it different to the world, to care. our world? Our world in finance. If you if we get things wrong, we uh, we have to either um, give back compensation, claim through our insurance, or um, go into the FSCS. If somebody in sport gets it wrong, they get a big wedge of cash um, to go off into the sunset. It's yeah, that's why they'll never. That's why someone like Wayne Park would wouldn't resign. No, Eddie Jones didn't resign, did he? They resign, you know, they pay out. No like, you know, if you've got X amount of years left on the contract, um, you have to be paid out. So here's two things. I got last week England winning the World Cup wrong. I still think if they'd won uh, against France, they would win it because they would have beaten Morocco. Argentina are going to be in the final. Um, Argentina will win it. They and, didn't, though, did they? And it will be nice. What I did see over the weekend, there was um, a couple of years ago they had an octopus in the World Cup in Germany, I think, making the predictions. They got the first two right and they made a big thing what? about the octopus. Yeah, they put two two things in a bowl and the octopus would go to one um, one place or the other and that the flag would be there. But someone has predicted from the start that it would be, through some algorithms, it would be Argentina and France in the final with Argentina winning it. Argentina in one semi-final against Croatia 
France are playing Morocco on the other one. It's not been a bad... Um, wow. If an algorithm can prove that, wow. Now, it's a one in a billion because of all the things, because the FIFA is dodgy and the referees are useless and, and all of that stuff. Has it been that bad, has it? it? It hasn't been the best, in fairness. I haven't watched any of it. Superb. Suffice to say, I haven't, I haven't turned on... Oh, I, I lie. I didn't put the first 10 minutes of the England game on and then thought, what am I doing? There's far more interesting things to do. <laughs> I'll colour cord my socks. So, <laughs> I got I've got to polish right. my shoes, first, actually. First thing, who's going to win the Six Nations? Because last week, right... I saw Wales having the hope. Two people that are ex-rugby players have said now, Wales are going to win the uh, Six Nations. So who's going to win the Six Nations? No, we'll we'll come in the top three. (laughs) Who's going to win it then? Come on, neck on the line. France or Ireland. Okay, who's going to win the World Cup? France. Where are Wales going to get? Uh, I'm going to say quarterfinals. We'll get out of the group stages. Get the quarterfinals. Might get a semis, actually. I think we might get the semi-finals. I guess it depends on the squad he can deal with and, and what kind of coaching team he can put around him. And how much tape and um, I was going to say um, Ralph Jex was not right. Um, a DP he can uh, he can muster up to keep all of those old boys joints. Well, that is the problem. Like there, there, there's bigger issues in rugby, Welsh rugby. We got a grassroots level coming through. We all the players that are old now in the team are the ones that he developed when he came in, which are the old under twenties, under twenty ones who came through the system. We just don't have those players coming through now. And um, I think that's the bigger picture of Warren Gall. I think he's gonna they're gonna bring him in as director rugby level so he can deal with the grassroots level and then they'll bring a coach in under him and a coaching team. Be nice to have Scott Robinson. Alan Wynn will be winning his eight hundred and seventy seventh cap of the World Cup. He's got probably finish. To be honest, I think he's gotta go. I like don't start on um, on here. You know he's, he's six foot five. He, he no, it's not that. I, I just uh, I know maybe there isn't many to replace him, but you're not giving the opportunity for other people to take over if you're still keeping someone like that on the team. Do you know, do you know what was really good the last day? Got, you, at some point, you've got to realise that somebody got to retire. I mean, from rugby. No offence, he's had a brilliant career, but I think sometimes you've got to realise when it's time to hang your boots up. We, we should be talking about finance, but I suppose um, this is uh, more. Do you know what I saw, the, uh, which was evident? The, Saving the last finance. Weekend. Yeah. I think some, I think some advertisers. They've got to know when to hang their boots but up. Do, do you know there's, there's been some green shoots, and especially because we're based here in Cardiff. Cardiff have had in their last three games, they've won two, um, and two the two games that they won, they held the opposition to zero. Now that in itself, no matter what level you're playing at, is an achievement. You've won two of the last three games to nil. Surely mm. the, there's there's evidence of some green shoots, and and like I'm a big fan of um, Jared. Evans, not Jared. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Um, I think he's superb. Um, you know, he's small though, isn't he? Doesn't matter what size you are. Let's <coughs> nobody ask uh, Mr. Shane Williams to, to come in and have a chat. But um, I, th- yeah, I think he's superb. From a defensive point of view, it's yeah, 10. I know they're not meant to be there. But, but like for, for them, and I know they're only one region to keep two two games of three to zero in itself. It's not the who you're playing or anything, but it's probably the the mental um, resilience of that mm. because. What didn't they play a game last year? Uh, was it against is it Benetton? I can't think of Treviso, one of these things. And they they were 40 odd up at half time to, to nil. 
And then after the second half, they, they went out with the intention of keeping it to nil. And the mentality wasn't there because they gave away 14 oh, yeah, points or something. Yeah, but yeah, they've, yeah. they've come on, um, you know, Arthur and Tristan and Di Young and all these in there seem to be building up a little bit of resili- resilience. Well, they've built some momentum mentally. now, haven't they? They've yeah. been there a while now. They've managed to Which might transfer into uh, to Warren. And as they open up Gatlin's gates and go in on the bus there, they, they may have some um, hope in the Six Nations. Yeah, I th- it, 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 like I said, there's some bigger issues in Welsh rugby, isn't there? The, you know, the regions are not performing as well as they should do or well as they historically have done. The WIU is an absolute mess. You know? Got a nice hotel. Yeah, but they've done that all wrong, haven't they? You know, they thought they, they like stick to what you know. You're not hoteliers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, it is, it is stick to what you know. Is is Ian Evans in f- now? Is he? He's come in. Is he? I think he said get rid of the Cardigan Brigade or something like that a week or two ago. Did he? Something like that. Yeah. Is that back to when um, Will Carlin said um, all those old farts, wasn't they? Remember. But no, it's it's probably a bit like in the world of finance. There is what has what has been done in the past, and by that I mean you know well, finance having, is very archaic, just like it is. WRU but, but the WRU, WRU of one club, one vote, or whatever it may be, is kind of wrong. And maybe the, the concept of is it not in the rugby as well? I thought there was. I read somewhere that they had the same type of thing, and it's they. They all have. Seems to be the lower, you know, the lower end club to rule the roost with the WI. The, how many, I don't know how many cl- um, rugby clubs are in Wales, but they all seem to have a say in it, and it should be. Mm. It's a multi-million pound organisation. It's hundred million pounds, you know, business. May, maybe they million. shouldn't have those that are aligned to a club in the valleys of Swansea or Cardiff that have an association and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, an emotional attachment with a club shouldn't be then sent forward to represent that club at, I don't know, AGM level or voting level because it's it's going from club level to, you know, a, a, a pillar of the community to discussing multi-million pound yeah. deals. There, need, there needs to be a disassociation because yeah. that was the past. This is the now. And it's probably the exact same in the world of finance that, what was done in the past in the world of personal finance is totally different to the way it's done now. Because a previous generation never borrowed, probably apart from um, a mortgage. Whereas now there is such a, a, a culture of borrow, borrow, borrow. And like we saw the last day, and we'll probably do another chat about this day. What is the name of that short-term borrowing? Klarna. Where that has a massive impact on... Um, well, it will be taken into account now for mortgages, won't it? Yeah. Um, I think I think it was July was it came into account. Where were they actually going to start taking into account for lenders will be looking at it? And it seems a negative. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Everything you like check out on, you see that planner on there. But it's easier to do that and not that. know the consequences. It's it's a re-education of finance that people need to be aware yeah, of. People won't realise until they to that point. Oh, I'm going to go buy a house now, and it comes up. And I know you've had too many of these things. And it's going to affect your borrowing, affect your credit score. Because it's seen as if you, you know, get something that's costing thirty quid or uh, pay it back over the next three months at a tenner a month. But then when you go to borrow and they go, there's ten pounds a month going out for that thing. Does does the underwriter say, well, technically they can't? They're struggling because they're they're yes. putting a short term lending on finance. Yeah, the that, fact- that that's the underwriter's view on it is that if you're taking that finance out, it means that they say that you are perceived to be not able to manage your finances each month. So, well, how are you going to marry? How are you going to manage the biggest loan you ever take out? So people need to get away from the fact that they'll say, "Well, it's finishing in two months. It's going to be okay." You're, you're putting stuff on. Short-term stay, that stays on your credit report for six years. 
you know, any credit you have doesn't just drop off once you finish paying it. It'll stay on your report to be viewed by a lender yeah. for six years. It's clamor ringing you there. You want to do a short term lending? <laughs> but th- these are little it's things. Thanks. <laughs> it's it's these little things that will basically allow you to if if you're educated correctly, it'll mean you won't make mistakes now which may not have an impact and you won't even realise now but could have a detrimental effect on the future you yes and, and that's no different to us talking about saving investing putting money aside to the, for the future whatever we talk about is always for the person it's not for an organisation or so. it's for the future it's for you to put it into a pension and ISA you get the money in the future but it's just planning for the future you in the right format and education is totally incorrect in the world of finance as is the understanding of um, these has-beens to try and run them well should be. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it is learning about how to manage your money and how to do things effectively. And actually, on that note, we've actually got some courses and subscription services coming up soon, which you'll hear about in the new year. Um, we'll link to some of the webinars, which will relate to it, and some of the information you can find about it in the in the notes below. There's lots to come. So I think we all need some education when it comes to money. Probably a re-education, isn't it? The things, the things that our parents told us were correct are going to be actually incorrect and, yeah. and wrong. Yeah, exactly. We may even bring out a book to talk about something like that. Yeah, and that's coming soon as well. January. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe. And remember to follow us on social media for more content like this.